The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. We're going to talk about uh, Galway's problems and how they might be resolved with uh, a, a panel uh, of Galwegians. Rose Conway Walsh in Fain TD for Mayo. Mayo. Uh, not really Galwegian, but uh, at the same time, very familiar with what's going on here. Hildegard Nocton, who's a Minister of State at the Department of Antisha, Government Chief Whip, um, Minister of State for Public Health, Wellbeing and the National Drugs Strategy, and uh, Porik Okeda, uh, eminent businessman and uh, someone who has a can-do attitude to everything. If you were running Galway, Porik, what would you do? Oh, where will I start with that? Um, first of all, to me, Galway is the best city in the world. No two ways about it. Um, so it's got a huge amount going for it, but it's got big challenges. Transport, which you mentioned earlier. Now, can I just clarify something with you? Yes. Um, uh, we talked yesterday about Galway being the, the city of the eternal weekend. It's a weekend that lasts seven days of the week because it's just a fun city. But yeah. someone else said to me, it's a city where ambition dies the graveyard of ambitions, because the living is too good and too easy for people to really get too bothered about anything. Yeah, what's that song that the sentence has, living is easy? Yeah. And uh, when you come to Galway, you think of the Simon and Garfunkel song, which says, slow down, you move too fast, you got to make the morning last. So, and they uh, do that in the traffic the, out here every morning. <laughs> <I can laughs> oh, look, at that's, a, that's another issue. But um, Galway is the graveyard of ambition. You always hear it from professional bankers and so on and so forth. And they come to Galway, they want to stay here, they want to leave. Uh, but Galway is getting really congested and really, really difficult and getting more and more challenging all the time. So we do have big issues. We had an amazing, actually, Cork man living in Galway for years and unfortunately passed away way before his time a few years ago, Chris Cochran. Uh, maybe some people here might remember him and he was very involved in the Chamber of Commerce. 20 years ago, Chris in the Chamber of Commerce was pushing for better uh, transport in and around Galway and public transport and so on. That to me, that and housing are our two biggest needs, quite frankly, in Galway. Now, long before the housing crisis became the dominant headline politically, uh, in Galway, we were doing items on students not being able to get accommodation. Yeah. And sometimes it was because of Airbnb that people decided those houses would be better off being uh, rented to tourists, uh, a lot more revenue for maybe a lot less effort. Mm. Uh, so Galway's had an accommodation crisis even predating the current one, hasn't it? It had, but it's far more significant now. And also, in fairness to the university, they've built up uh, quite a significant amount of student accommodation. And they got good support, I think, from the state in relation to that. And that's very, very positive. Positive. Having said that, it's not enough, but it's a very much a, a move in the right direction. So, yeah, uh, accommodation is very, very difficult in Galway. And also, in relation to student accommodation, there is a preference for students coming in for the first time, first-year students. So then second-year students have to actually go and find some else yeah. quite frequently. So there's a bottleneck there as well. All right, um, so we'll come back to you on solving the problems. Uh, <laughs> I should go to you, Hildegard. Um, the, Galway is a thriving city. I mean, you can tell the, the, the income is, I'm sure, largely from uh, the tourist euro, the tourist dollar. But someone said to me last night, I think it was Paul Grealish, that they don't want the situation to arise in Galway where you come to Galway and the only people you meet are other tourists, that you don't, you don't get the genuine Galway experience anymore because Galwegians will just stay out of the city and leave it to the visitors. 
Yeah, I, I suppose I agree with um, Porik there in relation to Galway. It's such positivity. We have this medieval city. It is a tourist uh, city. It feels like a town sometimes, that kind of country feel as well. But there's not just, I suppose, tourists here. We have a really thriving, um, I suppose, um, business sector, med tech, uh, life sciences here. We've had hundreds of jobs announcements. And we've people, as what, what we want here as well, to people living in the heart of the city centre. And that's why we have developments there like Kant Station. I know you were talking to the Port of Galway earlier and they have very um, ambitious uh, plans there for residential housing there uh, on the Docklands area. So it is about re revitalising our city centres as well. Um, but like people, you talk about the graveyard of ambition, but at the same time, people want to live and work here. And that's why we have so much foreign direct investment coming here. We've got hundreds new jobs in Athenry, which you would say, OK, is outside the city. But we need also to be looking at our, I suppose, our suburbs and expanding um, job creation into the county area. And that's where the transport then needs to, I suppose, meet that. And that's why we the importance of that rail line between Athenry and Oranmore and the city is really important with that twin tracking, the development of Oranmore train station where people can live in the likes of Athenry, Oranmore and commute into the city centre where you can get off the train at, at Canth Station just off Air Square. So you have people living in the city is the goal, but also that we're ensuring that the transport, the bus, the cycling, the walking facilities are there as well. Why does it take from the late 90s to 2023 uh, to reach a full stop on a ring road? I suppose, to cut a long story short, there's been I suppose, a number of objections over the years. Um, and that's and everyone here listening from Galway knows this. Uh, we know that the ring road is with Ambor Planola now again. So I would hope that by within the next nine months, there will be uh, a decision in relation to that. And Galway County Council are working now, with This them. seems to me to be a technical matter. Uh, about uh, the, looking at the government's climate policy and so on, and maybe overlooking it in the case of Onboard Planola. Um, the government's climate uh, policy, how many pages might it be? A hundred pages? Something yes, like. and. I'm just wondering how it, long it takes Onboard Planola to read. Because uh, effectively, you're telling me it might be nine months. When I hear that, it's probably going to be a year or nine months, or maybe more. What is it about them that they can't get the finger out and just get it done? I was as disappointed as anyone. First of all, it's important. It, it is going through a planning process, but I think I am on the record previously as been in favour of uh, the Galway City Ring Road. Uh, so the Onboard Planola are taking the Climate Action Plan into account now. As I said, I was disappointed as well. In and is the this fact just, that I had to do go you back. believe it's just optics? No. They have to have a certain amount of time to pass. So it appears that they've, you know, got their microscopes on and they're looking at this forensically because they can't be seen to just rubber stamp something because a mistake was made. Well, if they hadn't taken the Climate Action Plan into account, they have to do so now. So there has to be due diligence. They have to work with the County Council who will supply the environmental impact assessments and all of that. And I know there is over and back between Ambor Planola and Galway County Council in relation to this. But was the fact is that we need to take the cars out of the city in order to make room for the cycle lanes, the bus lanes, which are really important. And a lot of your callers calling in there today, we're dealing with a medieval city. So we need to be able to make room for these bus corridors. So we need to make sure that we can take the cars out of the city to, to generate yeah, that. And I think that's it. Firstly, thanks for coming to Galway. I think it's very important that stations like News Talk um, come to Galway and come to the West. So I very much want to welcome you here and I enjoyed listening to your programme on the way up from Mayo. And I think we agree on a lot of things here that need to be done. But the question is, why haven't these projects been delivered? Now, there's two things nationally, I suppose, that hopefully will help that in some way. And that is why we're calling for the publishing of the Capital Works Management uh, Framework 
I think that needs to be published and also the public spending code as well to be able to fast track these projects. But it's unacceptable that Ambor Planola wouldn't, um, uh, you know, wouldn't uh, uh, take cognizance of the climate action plan, that a major mistake like that would be made. And that's further delays all the time. And we see the impact that it's having. One of the really exciting things about Galway is the innovation here and the expertise and, you know, you can feel it. When you talk, you talked earlier on to Kenny Deary from the Chamber of Commerce and the CEO of the port, they have all the ideas. They just need to be facilitated and supported and resourced in a proper way. Now, we're really concerned as a party, I suppose, in looking at the region as well. If we look at the EU competitiveness uh, index, we see that this, the West and the Northwest region is in the bottom 7%. I don't think we can ignore those statistics. So while Galway is doing really well and while you have the really innovative people there, I am concerned that we are holding these people back, whether it be in terms of renewables and in terms of other things. <clears throat> we have two universities here. We have NUIG and we have the huge potential of the Atlantic Technological University as well. So there's huge room for development, for improvement, for game to, for changing the West and for addressing the real regional imbalance that All exists right. there. Uh, but the government need to, to acknowledge that there is a regional imbalance as well in the first instance. I mean, the uh, long-term planning seems to be you develop these four major cities mm. outside of the, the Dublin area. I mean, you've got your Limerick, your Galway, your Cork, and perhaps one other, Waterford might be uh, one of those centres, to try mm. and uh, starve Dublin of some of the, the well, population mass and the activity and all of that to try yeah. and stop choking Dublin yeah. and give every every other part of yeah. the country its share. But in fairness, I mean, there was a time when a, tr a trip to go away from Dublin was a bit of a chore. Mm. It's not a chore anymore. I mean, the motorway delivers me virtually seamlessly door to door. There's some developments here, but I think what was really alarming for us as well in, in the West over the last couple of weeks was around the extension of the Western Rail Corridor, but also the N17. And we need a joined up government. It seems like the parties are separated in terms of their approaches to this. And I really would ask government to, to sit down and work out what the clear messages coming from because we're I mean, getting is, mixed is messages from the is West. Is that a, a problem that uh, the green uh, tail of the Fianna Fáil Fianna Gael, uh, government has certain philosophical arguments against cars, for example? Build a ring ro road facilitates cars. They want us to give up cars where possible. Therefore, philosophically, the, the ring road is the wrong way to go, the wrong I way to spend money. I don't agree with it. The Ring Road is in, is with that, I don't agree with that assessment. The Ring Road is in the National Development Plan. Um, we will have, I suppose, 80% of our electricity now based on renewables by 2030. We'll have more electric vehicles on the road. Uh, just because you have a climate action plan, it doesn't mean you don't build any more roads. I want to be very clear on that. Buses use roads. Articulated trucks use roads. We need it uh, for our supply chain. And just in relation to the West, we are thriving here in the West. If you look at the amount of investment from Heather Humphrey's department, alone, 350 million euro from her department alone was invested in the Western region. So to say it's not thriving well, is, is completely false. Also, for, also, well, well, here, here are the facts. 60% of foreign direct investment is outside of Dublin. I've just listed off a number of companies here like Desk, Dexcom, Planet Payments, Zerotech, uh, Chanel Mechanics, hundreds of jobs coming here to Galway and to the Western region because of exactly 
exactly what you just highlighted there, Rose, our University of Galway, Atlantic Technological University. They're coming here for our people, our talent, that creativity, that innovation. And they don't make these long term um, investments lightly. They're here for the long term because of this thriving. Yeah, but we can't rest on our laurels okay, either. We have to, to make sure we remain competitive. Quite clearly, um, things have been done. You can get to uh, the Knock Airport in, what, an hour and a half from here, you can get to Shannon in an hour, all going well, once you escape the congestion of the city. So, uh, you know, it, it is well served by those kind of transport links. Porik, uh, again, your solution uh, to the problem. Well, uh, yeah, first of all, I live in Spittle, okay. in Spittle. Uh, it took me over an hour to get in here this morning. Now, if I'm going to Dublin, which I was yesterday, I came home late last night, Takes me, takes me, depends what time I go, but I leave any time from 7.30 in the morning onwards. It takes me an hour and 45 minutes to get the race course. I can actually get... Then your journey begins. Then my journey begins, exactly, exactly. So there's a huge, huge bottleneck. In actual fact, the infrastructure does not, is not growing at the pace of communities and societies. I think that's our single biggest problem. Uh, actually, the solution is, I think the solution is interesting. You mentioned Limerick there earlier. In Limerick, uh, Michael Noonan, when he was Minister for Finance, he brought a group of people together. He brought the city council and he brought some politicians together and uh, some civil servants and also business people. And this is a group that's actually chaired by Dennis Brosnan. And the amount of changes and development that they did, connecting joint up thinking between business people and public service is absolutely amazing. That model should be brought in here. Actually, Michael Noonan told me when when I was in the Shannon a number of years ago, he said, Porik, I'd be delighted to go to Galway to actually share with you the model that we created in Limerick. And, and fair play to Limerick. They've moved not only in hurling, they've moved on in other ways as well. And now, uh, one of the things that uh, strikes me is that uh, in Dublin, there is the North Circular Road and the South Circular Road. Mm. They're now inner city roads. Mm. And then we went out further. It was the a road M50. through Temple Oak on the, the, the south side, the Griffith Avenue on the yeah. north side. And then you end up with the M50. And people are saying, well, we actually need an M50 type thing a bit farther out. So my question to you, Galway, Porig, is if they do build a ring road, will it be fit for purpose? Because they've built an awful lot of roads around Galway in recent times, and the congestion is baffling. You're saying, here are all these roads, all these junctions, but then there are shopping centres feeding onto them and all sorts of complicated things that prevent the traffic from moving smoothly. So if you have a ring road, will it be an M50 motorway type ring road that will allow smooth passage of traffic from, from east to west and, and back again? The ring road will help significantly, but that's not the sole answer. A huge part of the answer is public transport. That's a huge. So you're not going to have a solution without really good public that means transport. Breaking eggs when you make the omelette, because looking at the way into, coming into Galway from either side, if you're going to give buses priority and bus connects, and there is a bus connects plan here, you're going to have to take steel roadway from the and, private and, and, and that has to be done, Pat. Mm. There are tough decisions to be made for the sake of, of the public and the people who are living here and who want to, want to live here. Another thing that I think needs to be discussed as well, and that is cyclists. We need to have a proper, safe lane for cyclists. Uh, not only around Galway, but going out towards Moycullen and Connemara and, and, and going out towards Clear Galway and Ordmore and so on. And that needs to be done very, very, very quickly. Yeah, and, and that is one of the imperatives. But again, you have to take road space to make it safe for cyclists. And so many tourists actually take to the bike. And, and that's why I think the joined up thinking and the interconnectedness is very important. So it isn't one or the other. And that's why I would certainly support, we would support um, what's been put forward in terms of an envoy to bring all of these things together 
together so that you have the cyclists because the impact of all of this we have to remember and you said about people living here but also we want people who work here people have to work in the hotels and hospitality across the board they have nowhere to they have nowhere to live and then if they're blocked from traveling in how are they supposed to get to their jobs we see that there was only 10 properties last month for rent uh, for less than a thousand euro in Galway so you're pricing the workers out of the market and the impact that that will have on growth and productivity and uh, the opportunity cost of it I think is All very right. serious. So finally uh, we'll have to leave it here now but uh, last words if you could wave that magic wand Hildegard what would you do? So there's a lot of uh, plans in our NDP. So it is about our transport issues, absolutely. Walking, cycling, the Bus Connects programme, cross links, getting that uh, ring road up. But also we have huge plans for our hospitals, elective hospital uh, in Merlin Park, uh, an interim measure which will be up and running by next year. Uh, and there is a huge amount of investment that will continue here. And we do have that joined up approach, actually. The Galway Chamber with our universities, with industry, are meeting with right. elected representatives in, in relation to ensuring that Galway gets the... Okay. Uh, adequate funding Boric, and infrastructure if you had that reserves. magic wand just one thing rather than the whole lot <laughs> ring road ring road yes. full stop all right we we will leave it there. thank you all for joining us uh, here in the government hotel this morning rose conway walsh in fntd for mayo and spokesperson on public expenditure the national <laughs> development plan and re reform uh, hildegard nocton a minister of state at the department of Antishuk, government chief whip minister of state for public health well-being and the national drug strategy and uh, porik okade so many titles attached to porik's <laughs> name <laughs> but entrepreneur and uh, as i said uh, a man with a mission in virtually every sphere in which he's operated. Thank, Thank you, you very much all Thank you. Uh, Thank for you joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.